0: All right. Hello and welcome to this King Heroes Journey podcast. I'm still getting myself centered here. I have the enormous pleasure of being here with Mr. Bob Nodell, who you know is the well-loved host of Globebusters. And this is personally what I've noticed before I, uh, I read a little bit of his bio. I just know Bob to be large-hearted, and I know Cammie now well from the... Uh, the Bitches Brew episodes and I'm seeing you through her eyes and I noticed that you're extremely generous of spirit in in your workings. So as we're letting people um, just come into the live today, there's a number of people in the chat already. Sue Finelli is here. Hello, Sue. I hope things are going well. Uh, Nemo289V. Hello, nice to see you. Zulu1 is here. Cami, your beautiful wife is here. Um, Globebusters was first, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I love that. And thanks for the birthday wishes, Cammie. That's lovely. Flatter subgenius society. Ooh, that sounds good. Liked and shared. Thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, you're most uh, welcome to share this interview. And so Bob has been a researcher of conspiracies for over 20 years already. That makes you a kind of grandfather in this movement. And uh, he's been an active member of the truth community since 9-11, which is a turning point for a lot of people. Uh, during the research, he's come to realize the most that most conspiracies are beyond the theory stage and enter well into the realm of conspiracy fact. And upon that realization, Bob has never looked back and con- continued to research the many lies that perpetrated on society to this day that are perpetrated. Bob's background in engineering as well as his pilot experience have helped him put, to put together the critical pieces and to realize that we are clearly not on a spinning ball flying through the universe millions of miles an hour. <laughs> so that's that's good, you know, and, and I say this often now and the flat earth has definitely come into it that you, of course, need to know who you are inside and out because when we take the attacks from the enemies, if you don't know who you are Then you're lost immediately. You're going. You're going to believe the lies. You're you're going to be overwhelmed by the fear or whatever emotions it evokes. But you also need to know where you are.
1: Yes. Oh. Right. Absolutely.
0: From a spiritual perspective, I I, I contextualize that on the hero's journey, and then and then physically where we are. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. really changed my. Perception and changed my relationship with the cosmos in order to, or uh, not in order to, but uh, to to have this new perspective. It is it is really, um, I, I say, my relationship with God is actually completely transformed by it because it stops being, you know, this vacuous thing out there and it and it and it's it's all just home and everything's here in in my world close to me so I love that and uh, no doubt we're going to be talking some flat earth but I would love to know about you and what it was that inspired you in the first place what were those moments those turning points when you stopped being a pilot and and an engineer and uh, went off in this direction what was it that lit that fire under you
1: well, honestly, you know, I would have to say that that all happened even before I uh, worked as a, you know, well, I didn't work as a pilot. I just, I am just a, you know, a, a uh, private pilot. I don't fly commercially or anything like that for anybody. Okay. Um, just, I just fly the small planes and stuff like that. But um, I uh, have always been kind of a nerd. And, you know, I've been interested in engineering and electronics specifically for the longest time. Um, I got my ham radio license when I was like 12 initially, and, uh, you know, my dad was a ham radio operator, and, um, you know, so I kind of went down that road first, but, you know, the whole time um, I was growing up, I always felt like there was something not quite right with the world, you know, I just didn't understand the reasons for the wars and the, you know, the things that people did. Um, It just seemed to me that, you know, with all the money that they were spending on wars, they could just spend that money and fix poverty and fix, um, you know, people starving to death, and they didn't have to have wars and we could all, you know, put the pieces together and and solve the problems. I never did understand why, you know, fighting over anything ever fixed anything. So, you know, I was always kind of on the outside, um, looking at the world that way and seeing something very, very wrong with it. And so, you know, that that being on one side, you know, I was always a little bit of a nerd, I was always into computers, um, you know, going all the way back to seventh grade. And, uh, you know, I just kind of retreated into my own world and uh, did my own thing. But um, I think that I was always interested in, you know, the way things worked. And and I tried to understand, you know, people, places and things um, from a different perspective. And, you know, again, the world just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, Um, that's why the conspiracy theories always seemed like, you know, the natural place for me to go. Right. It's like, okay, so none of this makes any sense. There are other people that are seeing things the same way that I am. And then of course, with the advent of the internet, you know, around the nineties, the early nineties, um, you know, I began realizing that there were a lot of other people that felt the same way that I did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something that being a nerd and being into computers, I was uh, one of the very first people that came into the internet. And, uh, you know, first with the bulletin board systems and things like that and finding that there were, in fact, like minded people um, like me out there. So um, then after that, um, I was just kind of compelled to start researching things. And it's really a bizarre thing because if and I'm sure a lot of people understand this, they can relate to this. But it's just like one day you get up, you wake up and you're, it's like, OK, I have to know everything about everything. And you start researching all kinds of different topics. It doesn't matter what they are, you know, science related, philosophy related, um, you know, medicine, law, whatever. You're looking at all these different things. You don't even know why you're doing it. Um, But you know that there's some sort of a purpose behind it that ultimately it's gonna give you all the pieces that are gonna give you this magic key to understand the world. And I have to say that ultimately, I think that kind of idea actually happened because Um, You know, even though I didn't understand why I was researching and what I was researching for all those years, I understand today that, you know, it put me in a position to do what I do. Right. Uh, I understand a lot of things on a broad topic of areas. And that allows me to kind of put the pieces together and see bigger pictures. And unfortunately, the bigger picture that I see for this world is not necessarily a good one. I, I see very much the dark side of it. And, you know, that's very disturbing when you find that out. And so um, from there, I kind of got into the teachings of a guy named uh, Fritz Springmeier, which uh, which he wrote a book called Deeper Insights into the Illuminati Formula. And I have to tell you, when I finished that book, I was petrified. I was absolutely in a state of depression. And, you know, I just really didn't know where to go at that point. You, You don't even want to get out of bed in the morning because you realize that all these things that, you know, he's writing about are true. There really are people in the world that are that bad and that crazy and that evil. And it's like, you know, you kind of get the idea of well, what power do we have, you know, what is, you know, everything is is under their control, and we can do nothing about it. But, you know, after a while of of going through that depression, you begin realizing that that information is actually empowering in a lot of ways. Um, because you understand that they are the very few, and we are the great majority. But of course, our task is getting people to understand that we are the majority. We do have the power. People are very special, and they're not stupid. You know, they're only being, they're only being formed that way by the powers that be. So um, you kind of find your empowerment, or I kind of found my empowerment after that and that's when i started becoming very active in the truth community and of course about that time is when 9 11 happened so um it's just been kind of one thing after another and you know it almost seems like there was this hidden hand you know and i hate to use that term but this hidden hand guiding me um to do what i do today you know and that is kind of you know fight for the, the people that are still under this brainwashing of the, the system so okay.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I love some of the points that you're making, especially why that you can you can be in that those moments of literally not knowing why you're doing what you're doing. You can't explain it to anybody else. You can't even explain it to yourself. But it's being driven from that place of purpose. It feels purposeful, rather than empty. And so you follow the thread and you look for breadcrumbs and you keep going. And, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in that place with the whole legal situation, having for months known that there's something there, that something, something needs to be addressed or done. And I uh, went down a, lo- a lot of rabbit holes that were <clears throat> actually dead ends, <clears throat> but they always kept me going back to, or, or you know, it, it kept me moving forward. At least I knew what I wasn't going to do.
2: <laughs> right,
0: yeah. right, and then yep. you start to eliminate, and you learn, and it's all education. Every little bit of it, it doesn't matter whether it's right path or wrong path. It's all knowledge, and it actually did drive me right, right to the place. So, uh, so it's super good. Nice to see everybody showing up in the in the chat here. Thank you, everyone, for the birthday wishes. I totally appreciate. It. I'm not missing them. I'm just. Uh, uh, paying paying a little attention to to Bob so I can actually hear what he's saying, <laughs> but I appreciate that very much. And uh, and so there are definitely hardships on the path, especially where you're stepping out and you're saying the thing that that uh, you know some people want to hear, and more people now than ever. But there's always going to be attacks, and Flat Earth is one that has been especially attacked it's it's, a, it's actually a good game right now just to go and google flat earth and see all the stuff that comes up i'm sure you know it when you google your own name having been at this for 20 years there's all kinds of discreditation going on there and uh, you know it's it's it, that's a st- I, I, it's weird to call it fun but you know it's it's a sign in a way it's a kind of badge of honor that you've done something so worthwhile of being attacked
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It kind of is it's depressing on, on the one side, but um, that again, like you said, it makes me realize that I'm over the target, right? When you catch the flak, you're over the target. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just unfortunate that everything in the mainstream that all the normies see um, is so devastatingly bad, and mm-hmm. horrible. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you would think that I am the stupidest person on the earth, the biggest liar on earth that, you know, just everything that a, a you know, person could be that is bad. And, you know, that nobody wants to be. Um, All those attributes have been given to me by, you know, our mainstream advocates. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, you kind of have to wear it as a badge of honor, because um, I guess if you don't see it that way, (laughs) you're just going to get a little bit depressed about it. But uh, yeah, it Mm -hmm. does come that way. And of course, Flat Earth is the granddaddy of all conspiracies. I mean, you know, and I've talked about others that I think may even go beyond this, but that's, you know, we won't talk about, well, maybe we'll talk about that today, I don't know, but but as far as being in this world is concerned, um, the fact that they lie to us about the very ground that we're standing on, um, and they have gone to such incredibly elaborate lengths, I mean, it's mind boggling, and it's really no wonder that a lot of people can't get their head around it, um, because the, the amount of resources, money, um everything that they've done to make people believe that we're you know on a spinning ball that's you know going 15 different directions at, you know millions of miles an hour through the universe uh, all to make us feel insignificant um, the effort has been massive and the reason for that is to have total control over our mind body and spirits and you know it is at this point in time where you know i'm beginning to realize that you know i i always known these days were going to come uh that they were going to make their final move for the end game and now here we are in it and it's uh it's a pretty scary concept you know it really is and this is the time right now when when the truthers especially have to be you know coming together and in support of each other and Mm -hmm. you know that's why they're trying to drive mankind apart you know Mm -hmm. in every way possible
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly um, now every time the word they comes up I, I love it because it's uh, it's been very clearly defined for me and, and we all know it, I talked about it on a, on a stream as well but it's 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 those who want to overthrow uh, the, the highest God who want to claim their dominion over God and of course everything under God is everyone with a God spark that would make all of us right all the all the people all exactly. the creatures all and uh and it, it, like you said we're we're in the end game of it they are they are losing control they 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 don't have control and this grand display of force they're resorting to it because there is no control and because the days are numbered and because we know that God wins in the end
1: yes exactly and and you know even if you're not a religious person. And of course, that would be, I would say that that could be somewhat of a religious viewpoint, but um, you know, and I don't disagree with a lot of things that are written in the Bible. I do have a little different take on who and what God is. I would say I'm probably a little bit more, I don't know, I guess you could call it new age, but um, you know, I'm of the opinion that the creator is within us, right? The creator is absolutely part of us. Mm -hmm. And in that, in that wanting of controlling us and controlling our spirit, that is exactly the methodology they're using to try and take over the God self, the God part of us, right? So um, in in any event, you know, it's about control. um, You know, whether you want to look at it as you being part of that creator and creation or being separate from it, um, it's still about control of it. And that is exactly what they want to do and Mm -hmm. take over. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, Yeah, I was just hearing how um, God created Human beings, the the you know, if you want to put it in the in the context of the Bible, the Adam and Eve, in order to uh, to state the claim of uh, of um, of of God to 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 prove God to to imbue each and up, like I'm I'm totally on the same page with you that we all have Creator inside us and it's it's only when people lose touch with that that they need to go out and control others otherwise you you actually have full control you have full power you have everything that you need there's no need to dominate others you're in dominion you're there
1: yes absolutely and that that's it you know you realize the divinity you realize that you are very very special and that you know there are other life forms that are in this universe that maybe aren't quite as special as we are. And that's why there's such a desperation to control us. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
1: you know, the the thing is, 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 you know, being in the position that we're in and you can, you can definitely tell the difference in, you know, the way you and I are thinking and the way like the elites are thinking and that you and I have no desire to control them. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, their life is their own and they are welcome to it and you know i think everybody should have that equal opportunity to do whatever they want to do in their life as long as it doesn't infringe on other people but their viewpoint is totally different than that Mm -hmm. and that is because they you know in a lot of ways they are less they are less and they have to compensate for that by trying to take what we have
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just
1: a sad situation
0: Exactly. Uh, Mojo Shop just said that by controlling us, they believe they're controlling God, and in a way, they're right because we are that. It's just that we don't know that. Exactly. <laughs> That's the tricky part. So then, then uh, the the joke is on us, and it's up to us to to grow up into into actually who we are.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, um, and so here we are. Here we are in the so-called end game. And, uh, I think that it was pretty defined, you know, last year when all of a sudden the COVID hit, um, you know, that was the the clear cut cue to me that this is where they're making their end game run, Mm -hmm. um, to do this. And unfortunately it has been unbelievably sloppy, done, unfortunately for them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's been very sloppily done, but, you Mm -hmm. know, we're not out of the woods yet by any means, because Mm -hmm. we still, there are still a lot of people that are deeply deeply asleep and are you know they're just not with the program yet and they're just blindly following and you know following orders doing what they're told condemning those of us who are awake um you know like we are the bad guys so they do have that they do have that power over the rest of the the population um to use against us and you know so that's why i say we're not out of the woodjet because You know, it's unfortunate, but we still have our fellow brethren, you know, that we have to battle against um, as tools of the elite, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a bad Mm -hmm. thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how do you handle the stress of it? What you're what you go through the the attacks, just the even just the normal life, the workload that uh, no doubt you you have and you've got a family to look after and a home. And I know you guys moved recently. How do you handle the adversity of it. Do you have any special ways through it
1: you can share? True. Sometimes, honestly, not well. You know, I mean, I I think that my big secret is is when I am feeling stressed. Um, you know, first of all, I have to give a lot of credit to Cami because Cami is really good at at soothing me and putting me at ease, and you know, uh, constantly reminding me about how good our life is and how good we actually have it you know, we have this, we just moved to this beautiful state, and we bought this beautiful house and, and we own it, we don't have a mortgage anymore. And, you know, we're fairly well off financially. And so it's like, that part of it is great. Um, And, you know, you kind of do have to count your blessings, right? Because otherwise, when you start looking at the negative side, and you know, what they're doing, and people starving, and you know, they're, they're about to try and start inoculating people with vaccines and God knows what that's going to do. You know, well, I have an idea what that's going to do. But um, you, you start looking at that and um, it, it brings back those feelings of hopelessness. Right. So um, I have Cami to help me with that a lot. And I also spend a lot of time in solitude uh, and in meditation. Um, because otherwise, I think I would utterly lose my mind if I didn't. That's so. The, I would say meditation and solitude are two of my biggest, um, you know, weapons against this.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I get myself into pickles, and as as this whole stuff, all as it ramps up and it gets more serious, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to send a fax today uh, on something very important, but they've shut down every so-called non-essential business. And, uh, you know, like, it, it's just it just it made every level of life stupid. I'm not I'm not just like looking for sympathy to complain about my poor facts that I can't send. But uh, there, it, it, it brings up a program that basically says I can't win. Right. That, that these guys mm-hmm. are these guys are coming at me. It doesn't matter whether I go sideways or up or down. I run into some obstacle with that. And, uh, and, and just like you're saying, like last night, I, I took myself to a place of okay, like it felt hopeless, I felt like there was like nothing to be done. And I just took myself out of the game. I went and for a solid hour, I was still and breathing and, and actually going through the hard feelings that were coming up that was leaving me a little bit, uh, you know, flatline. And i just kept going through and going through and going through one hour later completely cured my energy yeah. was high i felt bright i felt alive i didn't feel like going to sleep anymore uh you know i just got up and started doing some things i was inspired to to get some work done and study uh so it, you know we we really can deal with this stuff and and it's a gift to have it get so hard because you'll see what you're made of. You'll see your resources that you can. And and I don't I don't want to overlook also the power of union, the way you and Cami are working together, as uh, as partners, and how we support each other in that way. It's it's uh, it's amazing how natural <clears throat> women and men working together uh, can actually be. So you're a beautiful example as a couple that way.
1: <laughs> Well, thank you for that. And yeah, well, you know, the, the old saying is behind every great man is an even greater woman.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: have to absolutely uh, say that about Cammy. She is a gem. And, um, I'm very fortunate to have her. So. Mm. But, uh, you know, one thing you were saying that uh, about your meditation, and that's just it. You know, it's, it's a little bit more than going into complete quiescence. I think that you really have to, rather than turn your attention away from the things that are bothering you, you really have to turn it on them and focus Mm. on it, Mm. Um, because just ignoring it, it, that doesn't work, it's just gonna keep going, I'm here, you know, you're not gonna ignore me. So you have to really kind of turn your attention to it and think it out. And again, start looking at the positive side of it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. One one saying I really, really like was a guy named, uh, by the name of Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of his sayings that I absolutely loved was, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the most profoundly accurate statements I think I have ever come across in all of my, you know, it is, it's all in how you look at it. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, like it's going to take you down, like it's going to get the best of you and you start buying into that, then guess what? It's going to happen. And you know, that's, that's the whole thing that, you know, investing your belief in, in something gets you right. Um, there's a story, that I really like to tell on Globusters. I don't know if I've ever told you this this story or not. Probably not, but uh, I'll tell it really quick just to Please. give you an idea. Please. Do. Um. Uh, Twenty plus years ago, I had a friend, and his name was Chuck. Okay, and Chuck was he lived in his van, right? He didn't, you know, he was a really nice guy, and you know, we really liked him. We used to go shooting together, but. He lived in his van and he'd always come up and visit us. You know, there was a group of us um, that lived in an apartment complex and we were all friends. And uh, I asked him one day, I go, Chuck, how come you just how come you don't really, you know, go anywhere? You just kind of hang around um, in the parking lot. You don't really get out and travel and stuff. And He goes, well, I don't like to drive. And I'm like, why don't you like to drive? He says, because every time I go anywhere, people cut me off. Right. And I'm just like, Okay, well, that's kind of a strange reason to not like to drive. Um, And of course, I kind of took that with a grain of salt. And so, you know, as time went on and I learned about Chuck more and more, that kept coming up over and over and over again. It's like, no, I don't wanna go anywhere. People are just gonna cut me off. And then one day I just said, all right, Chuck, I gotta see this for myself. You and I are gonna go for a ride. And so Chuck and I went down, we got in his van and we started leaving my apartment complex. And lo and behold, before we even got out of the complex parking lot, somebody came around from one of the other buildings and cut him off. And I'm just like, oh, that's kind of weird, you know? So we went on, (laughs) we went on and, you know, driving down the street. And uh, suffice it to say that after about a 15 or 20 minute drive, Chuck was cut off three, four, maybe five times. And so we drove back to the apartment and I just looked at Chuck and I said, Chuck, do you have any idea how incredibly powerful you are? He's Mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? I go, do you understand that it's you? It is your it is your unwavering belief that people are going to cut you off that actually makes it manifest, right? That was so obvious and apparent to me that it just blew me away. You know, and I mean he had this in spades. It was so it was so embedded in his belief that it manifested instantly into his reality. And it was one of the most profound demonstrations I've ever seen of that in my life, you know. And you know, going through my own life and you know realizing that, you know, when you focus on something, that is typically what is going to manifest into your life, good or bad, right? In Chuck's case, it was a bad thing. Um, In my case, a little more positivity. Um, I made a lot of really positive things happen in my life because I believed in it, right? And Mm -hmm. so that's just it. You know, it's really where you put your attention, where you focus your attention um, and intention, not only attention, but intention. So Mm-hmm. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a big tool for people to use and you've got to believe in it. You've got to believe in that. That's, that's one of the reasons why, why, uh, placebos are so incredibly effective, right? Mm-hmm. Because they carry with them the belief of the patient that's using them. And doctors know this, they know full well this, that this is true, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately they use that very same belief system and, I wouldn't say vulnerability, but let's just call it a characteristic or a trait in people that they use that against them, right? So, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and when you when you study all this, you begin finding this out, and then when your eyes are open, you realize that these techniques and all of these human characteristics that really give us our divinity are in fact being used against us, and that's you know why I try and you know give an alternate view to people you know, to tell them that, that they are so very, very powerful, and it doesn't have to be the way that they want it to be, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. Uh, So both ways we're powerful, whether we're creating in our own vision, or or we're creating something we don't want, but it's still our unconscious vision. And I was learning something that about reality, right? So we Every, especially since the pandemic hit, I've been seeing how each one's reality is quite unique. Some people got taken down and out, you know, whether it was financially or, or went into despair. Uh, some people used it as an opportunity to rise up and do something new or to, you know, um, not go to the job anymore but do something that's more in their heart of hearts to be done. Uh, I have a friend of mine whose life has actually done nothing but improve. She's getting married and they bought a house on the water and there's more money than ever. Her business is booming. Uh, You know, like so you can see how each one is creating their reality. But the the piece of information I got just this last couple of weeks is when your energy is really low, someone can easily come along and impose their reality on you. But when you have really high energy, then it can't touch you that way it can't influence you in the same respect
1: that's right and there you know the reason for that is is simply because high energy is discordant with low energy they don't mix Mm -hmm. right there is no resonance there
2: exactly
1: that's exactly and that's why you know people uh when you are in a mindset where you are in a crap mood, or, you know, you're just down and you're angry and stuff like that, you're going to draw that to you. I mean, I've seen it over and over and over again, I'm sure everybody has, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's so easy to lose sight of that. But and also, you know, the same thing, you know, the same thing goes in opposition to that when you are really happy and really positive and really up what you are going to draw towards you again, with that, with that law of attraction, I guess you could call it are the same type of people and situations. Um, that that bring positive things into your life right so that's why you know you've got to focus on the positive and it's not always easy because we are bombarded every single day with the news the newspapers the crazy government officials the, the crazy taxes the bills all the insane stuff that go on in our lives we're getting hit from every single direction from it and it's pretty hard to walk away from all that with a positive attitude, right? Mm -hmm. So it's something you kind of have to work at a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. but the point is, is it's not impossible to do that. And, you know, when you feel down and out, and you feel like it is overcoming you, that's when you have to go into that quiet place, and start focusing on, you know, the fact that yes, this is okay, so yeah, there's a lot of bad things going on. This is a reality of our life. But um, we need to take this to a little bit higher place. And you'll find that things will then start manifesting in your life to to make your life a little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. really, really wish that I could get that across to people because it's such an obvious and simple truth that people think that, you know, it's stupid and it can't possibly be true, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. we know it is. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was teaching about the warrior archetype to a class today, and it is all like what you said about you can't just meditate and and, uh, hide under the covers and hope it's all going away. You actually have to go through all of this stuff. You have to turn around and face it and face the worst, right? I, I don't know if I would have ever been talking or even teaching like this if we weren't in this circumstance, but it brings up everybody's fear of not surviving, right? Maybe the, the mm-hmm. vaccine you think is going to kill you, and 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 not taking the vaccine is going to kill you because you're going to be ostracized and cut off from basic things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got kicked out of my favorite grocery store. Uh, that they had been nice to me, and all of a sudden now it's over, and and they don't they want to any, have anything to do with me, and they're not being even respectful or kind. And you know, so it brings up that that basic fear and that that underlying root fear really is what it is. And, and if you turn around, I just saw somebody do it today in a class, fearlessly turn around, even though it, it, was, it was freaky for her, but to turn around and actually face the energy of death, the threat that was holding over her. Now, it's tempting to think that's coming from all of this out there. But here she was just with her and her energy and saying, like, is it telling you the truth or is it lying to you? And she's going like, oh, my God, it's lying to me. <laughs> and you can see the energy rise in in her system and how much confidence she she uh, began to have in herself not having that that threat um be, but you got you got to go through there's there's no yeah. around this one
1: yeah exactly you got to yeah. you got to face it head on just like you know mm-hmm. anything in life going through school if you got if you have a bully that's that's bullying you you know you've got to face that bully uh you know mm-hmm anything anything like that anything that's a downer to you you've got to turn around and face it head on because unfortunately just avoiding it and running away from it that never you know that never resolves it and until problems like that are resolved and dealt with um they're just going to follow you around and even if it's that not that specific problem it's going to be something like that right because mm-hmm. you'll always have that fear of that particular energy that that brings right and, you know, again, it's going, to, it's going to manifest it around you. So you, that's why it's so important you have to deal with it. Now, none of us want to be able or none of us want to have to deal with things like that. Just like, you know, one of the things that, that I think is really amazing about people that are like cancer survivors, right? They have literally looked death in the eyes. And when somehow when they make up their mind that they're going to beat it and they do beat it, they come out on the other end, you know, a whole different kind of person, right? They realize that, hey, you know what? I just looked death in the eyes and, and beat it. And it's because of how I was handling it, right? It's, it was It was because of my attitude about it. And, you know, nobody wants to have to do that. I mean, I would hate to have to go through a battle of cancer, you know, to clean up my attitude on something, right? But some people, that's, that's the route that, you know, God, I guess, has in store for them, you know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a, it's a crazy world, you know, and like the Rolling Stones said, you don't always get, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. And, <laughs> and I think that's very true, right? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You totally got it. So what makes it worth it for you? What, to, to go through the, some of the hardships and struggle and, and attacks and uh, mainstream, bad reputation.
1: I gotta tell you, I ask myself that a lot. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Cammie will be the first one to tell you that, you know, there's been so many times I said, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is insane. And every single time I go back to that question, um, the answer is, is because I have kids, I have grandkids. There are good people. I have friends. This world should not be this way. And so many people before me have fought to make this a good place. And you can't just fight and win a battle and expect that it's going to stay that way. The battle is going to be ongoing. And I just kind of look at it as because of the fact that I am aware of this going on, that it's kind of my responsibility to continue the battle right mm-hmm. and it does give me a, a certain sense of accomplishment it does you know but those rewards are kind of far and few between um you know a lot of it is very much unappreciated and ridiculed you know but again i care about my family and i care about my friends and i care about the world in general and you know hey what else am i going to do with my life Go will play golf every day so you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no, there's that uh that beautiful keep going energy and uh it's when you're driven by purpose there can be I, I there are there are people that have lived an entire lifetime and never seen the results of their work and yet there were and they kept going anyway right so that's that's the kind of fortitude that comes from purpose and and that's a beautiful thing and and you are yes. having an, you are having an amazing like look at this this chat full of people that love you and uh you know that that <clears throat> that connection that purpose brings is to me always what keeps me going that there's there's just so such a beautiful and it's it's really momentary it's really humble in a way right it's not it's not a big uh, fireworks or anything like that it's just those moment to moment connections that come from a purposeful life
1: exactly exactly and you know and and then you just learn to appreciate it you know when people are reaching out with that gratitude um, you know, I definitely feel the love um, from this community. Right. And that also is something that very much keeps me going mm-hmm. um, is the support, you know, for the people in this chat, um, because, you know, we relate, we're on the same level in a lot of ways, just because I'm doing it a little bit more public venue. Um, that doesn't mean that the heart of each and every one of these people is not right there with me, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and when you have that kind of support, you realize that it really makes a big difference. And so my gratitude towards, you know, all the people out there is just enormous, it really is. Mm, so
0: good. So good. Yeah, the littlest thing, it can be just perfectly timed. You're ready to throw in the towel and someone sends you the, even the tiniest little message of, oh, that was great or that helped me or can you do more of this or that? And you're like, oh, yeah, I can.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we, we do, you know, the boys help, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly and it's certainly not about ego. I mean, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. that's crazy, because a lot of people, you know, I get a lot of those comments in my chats from people from trolls, right? They say, oh, you're just doing this either a for the money, which, of course, is absolutely absurd. There is no money in this Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, I'm doing it because I like duping stupid people or, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever the lame excuse is. But, you know, I wonder sometimes if these guys really think that of me, if they really think that that. I'm doing this because I get off on duping stupid people. Do they, can they possibly really think that? Mm-hmm. And if they do, is it because they're that way? I don't know. It's It boggles my mind sometimes, but you know, those are the kind of people that I will never be able to relate to, right? Mm-hmm. We're just on, you know, we are so completely discordant in our vibration, you know, and mm-hmm. the way we see things, we're never gonna see eye to eye ever, ever, you know? So.
0: Well, do you not see it now, or you probably do see it now, that there has been it it feels like a a complete divide i hate to say it that way but it's it's as if people have chosen to go one way or the other uh you know what started out for months of of us trying to awaken people and say like hey can't you see what's happening to you choose it now because you won't maybe be able to choose it later it feels like the the job is done right like we're we're in a code red here we've we've shut down all of our businesses we were going to be we were actually going to be uh, you know unallowed to have anybody in our houses that didn't already live there that would eliminated my kid
1: yeah that's crazy
0: right and you know and you and you can't talk to people and now the the social grace has disappeared there's no more there's no more well, I mean I'm not saying I shouldn't say there's no more kindness that I'm, I'm still o- hugely open to those miracles and all that kind of thing showing up and on the other side of it the connection with people who have have the the moral fortitude and the and the strength in their nervous system to look at hard things and integrate them like you say it's so much pain when mm-hmm. when the the matrix in your mind falls apart and you realize it's not what you thought it was then that that is is growing and becoming more powerful by the moment so there's these two these the wheat and the chaff have kind of like separated
1: yeah yeah absolutely um and you know this was always said to be a time of great division and boy is it happening in every know it was way promised <laughs> yeah Sorry. Uh, it is absolutely promised you know i mean and you see it and, and part of it you know most of it, I would say, is intentionally being brought about, you know, like the, the George Floyd thing, you know, that was just nonsense on every level. And that was designed, I think, to uh, cause race problems. And then there's class divisions and race divisions and religious divisions. And I mean, any way that they can possibly do it, um, they're out to do it because the old saying of divide and conquer is very much at play here. And if you've got the entire world that's divided against itself, it's pretty easy to sweep in and just, you know, clean up. And that's exactly what they're going for. But I think that, you know, the more they start tightening down the noose, you know, like, uh, making people stay in their house and stuff like this, there's going to be a point when even the biggest of sheep are going to say, you know what, enough is enough. And I really do believe that. And that is when, um, you know, that's when all hell is going to break loose, but I think that yeah, overall it could have a—it's probably going to have a positive outcome.
0: Exactly, that's the gift of the squeeze—that it, it pushes people to that point of, uh, yeah, I can't go anymore. And uh, you hope it comes sooner than later. And and I can also see there. There, I, I was holding out for some hope in that, and it, like, even when this whole thing hit, I thought, oh my God, everybody's going to wake up now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's so outrageous everyone and and then you look and you go like no 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 oh wow fascinating because it never <laughs> stops being a choice it's not in their hands our awakening, right, right. It, ne- it never stops being your own conscious personal choice you have to decide that the pain is too much because you can go right to soul death
1: yeah you ju- and you know- mm-hmm. oh go ahead I'm sorry
0: yeah no it was just, it was just just that. There's no bottom, that's what every addict has to face. There's actually no bottom, you have to choose.
1: Exactly, yeah. And right now we are taking our counterpunch, if you will. Um, I said, uh, I don't know, probably over a year ago, maybe a couple of years ago, I said on Globebusters, I asked the question, um, I wonder if by us putting so much pressure on the elite, meaning the truthers, Um, exposing pedophilia, exposing the flat earth, exposing 9-11, exposing, you know, all of these things, right, that are latent lies. um, That, you know, that cannot go on forever without some sort of retaliation. And I asked at that time, it's like, are we hastening our own demise, (laughs) right? Because here we are, we're backing them into a corner. And that's a really dangerous thing to do because they have all the guns, they have all the weapons, they have all the, you know, control seemingly, right? And they are going to get to a point and say, okay, that's it. And they're gonna counterpunch and we are living that counterpunch right now, Mm -hmm. right? And now we're feeling the squeeze, right? So Mm -hmm. this is kind of this progressive thing that's, that's going on between, you know, the two sides. But, you know, I think that had we not put on all that pressure initially in the first place, then they would have simply kept doing what they're doing and even devising more and more control, unopposed. So it really is better that we did it sooner than later. So.
0: Yeah, doing nothing wasn't working, right? Like that. Exactly. It was just going on the train, looking away from it. That old, you know, New Age spiritual thing about just, oh, don't look at the bad wolf. You're you're giving energy to the bad wolf. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. That is not true. That was very convenient for them to be installing high speed, everything, the infrastructure that was needed for this to happen. And, uh, you know, so yeah, it it is a spiritual war and a spiritual battle and how to fight the enemy without giving the enemy your energy, that whole thing from Sun Tzu is like receiving the energy conditionally accepting the attack and going oh actually here's your energy back I'm just gonna float this back to you in the form of reflection and and not get in the trap of hate right that's one thing I appreciate your message that it's it's not that like you know ugly angry thing that can be found out there that is that is absolutely feeding the beast and you're locked there in a in a loop with your snake is eating your tail and you can't get out of that, but love is actually the way out. And, you know, I keep, want to keep reminding people, we're not here to save our lives. No one gets out of here alive.
1: No, nobody gets out of here alive. Right. All we can do is improve the quality of our life. And, and I think that that is, you know, as a parent, that's what we want for our children and for our grandchildren and, you know, for society in general you know, to have a uh, better life, better life experiences, to be able to grow um, in a more resonant type of environment, right, a, a more peaceful type of environment. And yet, and, and then the flip side is, is you also understand that there is a need for or adversaries, there is a need for um, discordance, because in that discordance, you generate a contrast. And from that contrast, you can establish continuity. And so life goes on, right? So I love the philosophy of all of it, you know, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy as it sounds, it's kind of means that, you know, unfortunately the bad guys are needed as much as the good guys, you know, otherwise this wouldn't be a full life experience. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crazy thought, right?
2: (laughs)
0: Exactly, that's right. Yeah, that's getting higher and higher into the energy uh, that that we're dealing with because if you're if you're just resisting the enemy again they get all your energy and and then you start to see that i don't know i would hazard to say 90 percent of the enemy is right here maybe yes. more
1: yes absolutely true right. it really is i mean the battle so much of this battle takes place within mm-hmm. um and you know look at look at chuck right <laughs> chuck's, chuck's demons are right in there in chuck's own head and And, you know, it's just amazing, because we do have that power of creation. And when boy, I'll tell you what, when we put our belief behind something like that, Mm -hmm. wow, we can be really, really powerful, you know, so people really need to realize that. So Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm, definitely, yeah, it's a time of uh, not just waking up, but growing up. And also, I've added this for myself to become competent. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things being done to us at the level of the commercial law that we're in that we don't even know we're in. And and all these contracts that we're playing into and we're signing our life away with the phone company and the hydro company and the, the insurance guys, and we're just throwing that, that signature all over the place. And and you realize like, oh, I don't have to tacitly agree to this contract, you haven't been fully honest about what it includes so i can i can reserve some of that and i can look in and i can i can be the one asking the king is the one asking Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and you start to you start to turn it and and get your power get your energy get your get your confidence so it's a beautiful thing Uh, i wanted to go back to something you said about uh about division right that that is that is the is all it's boring now, right? D- to divide us on on race and uh, you know political views and the green team and the and the blue team or the you know pardon me the red red and the blue, I was trying to invert that, um, right. you know at every level and of course through history there has been especially my lifetime's history since the '60s that the you know that the pitting of men and women against each other has been the biggest divide and. Well, not the biggest, but just one of their main weapons. And, uh, again, weaponizing feminism, unfortunately. And so, I'd like to I'd like to hear how you see that personally. I keep expecting, maybe I'm wrong, but I keep expecting them to throw a gender war at us. They've done every other flavor of division, right? They've divided yeah. old and young. Uh, you know, now we're used to calling a bo- uh, a, a boomer is like a swear word.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, I think, I think we're already in that war. I mean, they've already done that. Um, mm-hmm. You but know, they are new. using. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's only so many ways you can get creative with, with creating, you know, division and the genders. But, you know, initially, it was, oh, uh, we we're in a patriarch, right? So that right there, what's the powers that be at odds with the divine feminine, right? Um, and I think when you start waking up you realize that the divine feminine is really uh incredibly powerful and something that is absolutely needed um you know for our life right so it only makes sense that that they would try and weaponize it you know in a myriad of ways um to be able to further disconnect people um to further you know detach them from who and what they are and just cause a lot more discontent so um you know i don't know how many ways they can do this but you know the way it is right now it's like you're not even good with your gender anymore you know people are coming in and they're like oh i don't want to be a woman i'm going to be a man you know and as odd as that may sound to a lot of us um i don't know i don't know what to think of that i really don't Um, but it just seems to me that it's being pushed right it's being pushed as something that's normal and i don't think it is normal you know mm-hmm. I, I understand that there can be some people that that may feel more comfortable if they were you know the opposite gender mm-hmm. but you know i think there's an active agenda to make people want to go that way and that's not normal and i don't think that's right so mm-hmm. you know that's why i say that they are pushing there is this gender war that's going on right now it's mm-hmm. happening right mm-hmm. before our eyes mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it was well it was well in uh in i mean it was it's, it's ongoing it hasn't gone away the effects of it and uh, i just keep thinking they're going to invent some new you know incident or some new thing that really pits men and women i shouldn't be calling that in <laughs> i'll stop holding that in mind
1: <laughs> because probably his, a good idea
0: yeah it is the most powerful natural resource that we have yes. the union of a man and a woman the union of the masculine and the feminine inside yourself coming into wholeness where you're no longer trying to, to manage opposites and, and the push and the pull of that. Um, you know, that. and I, and I think we're not even in, in a patriarchy. We are in a psychopatharchy. <laughs>
1: yeah. No kidding. Right. And the I'll same,
0: right. Like a, a good man is supported by a good woman and, and vice versa. And a bad man is supported by uh, a woman also, right. It's the same kind of, teamwork only for sinister purposes and personally i would love if men ruled the world because you guys have that you have that thing you you you're natural leaders you're naturally going to put yourself in front and and like is everybody okay are we all everybody together is everybody is everybody uh taken care of and it's it's the woman's role to to actually do the ground level caring you know more more naturally it doesn't mean we don't trade roles and that there's anything wrong if we if we get turned around but the, the natural strengths are there and i think we can really capitalize on that
1: yeah no i understand, i understand mm-hmm. what you're saying but mm-hmm. you know honestly the man's role typically you know has been to be the gatherer the provider the protector right and it's if we didn't have those needs to have to be protected from other men or you know in the first place, then really, you know, I have to tell you that I think women in so many ways are so much stronger than men, not physically, but emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I think it is the women's emotional strength that right now the world needs more than anything. Mm -hmm. I really, really believe that women, Mm -hmm. you know, women are incredibly powerful. I have, you know, great admiration for, you know, what you guys this inner strength that women have. I mean, it's just it's there. To me, it is awesome. And um, I think that the world needs a lot more uh, feminine uh, traits to be to be distributed, right? I mean, you, you, you guys care more, you have more unconditional love, you have an inner strength that is beyond belief. I mean, you know, so yeah, I, I mean, we're both needed. There's no doubt about that. But I mean, I would never, ever, ever in a million years sell the feminine short because I recognize very much the power of the woman and and the feminine uh, influence in this world. Totally, it's huge.
0: It's yeah, it's so fascinating because they have mirror image problems. So the women in my world are like incredible warriors with with battling the, the inner demons and finding finding that inner strength and uh and but then they're terrified to go out and do something in the world right that the the, yeah. the smallest things will bring up their massive fears and it will send them back into the to the inward journey which is easier for them and then men are action takers they're builders they can you know muscle through and take out their tools and make the thing happen whatever it is but then to do that inner work is is this creates the same kind of could be terror that that a woman feels when they go out into the world right so again we're the perfect match for each other to help
1: us yeah, it's, those it's almost like it's almost like god knew what he was doing you know <laughs> <laughs> imagine that
0: imagine that <laughs> and that would very beautifully lead us back to you know the cosmology the creation of the world the the the, the way that the first of all let me ask this question where do you see the flat earth movement now, in the context of say the, the post COVID world, has there been a shift for you at all?
1: Um, well, I see it slowing down and it has slowed down because, frankly, you know, even though I see the flat earth as being hugely important that people understand, um, I think right now we have more immediate things that require our attention, mm-hmm. um, and that is we're about to be usurped by a power hungry bunch of maniacs um and the last thing really you know that we should be doing i wouldn't say should be doing but i would say that flat earth is probably needs to take a little bit lower priority um than our immediate threats okay and it's ironic that i say that because you know when COVID first went on and for the first several months nine months or so that's all we talked about that's all we did and finally i got to a point where i said you know what i'm sick of this I'm not going to talk about COVID anymore. I'm not going to talk about all this stuff anymore. I want to go back to flat earth, right? <laughs> and that's exactly where i am taken Globusters back to. So I'm sounding kind of hypocritical in a lot of ways with that, but, but, you know, I think that, that maybe the battle against COVID is something that is done maybe more on a mental type of reserve, because I think when we're talking about it all the time, we're kind of empowering it and we need to, I think we need to address it in a little bit different way and uh you know until i can figure out a better way to you know do that i think i'm just going to go back and talk about you know flat earth you know because it's Mm -hmm. it's a tough thing for me tough decision
2: Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, definitely yeah it it i honestly could go either way with it to tell you the truth because uh if you take out that well first of all with COVID, like once you know it's a lie it's a lie sort of done Right. You don't you don't need to hash it over and over and over again. And you know what you know. And and people who are convinced don't want to, you know,
1: Yeah, be, and, be you know, you
0: convinced can, otherwise.
1: Yeah. And you can make the same argument argument because, you know, I'm saying that Flat Earth, you know, and especially in Globusters, I've gone back to the basics and a lot of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken the philosophy as, yeah, there's a lot of people coming on. A lot of people have more time to look at Flat Earth now. So, you know, I'm covering a lot more of the basics and, you know, going back to those supposed debunks that people are giving us and addressing those and, you know, hoping that the audience is going to see that. But, you know, you can take that exact same philosophy towards towards uh, COVID or anything else and keep going over the basics about that. Right. But, you know, so I guess for me, it's just a personal choice right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do not I do not resonate with talking about COVID all the time. So I'm just Mm -hmm. not going to. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. You have to transcend. Once you have the information, what are you going to do with it? What what's going to come of it? And what's your vision, right? Like that's if we were all following the thing that's inside of us to be created and uh, built out and, you know, we we need to actually create our lives right now. It's not enough to just take down the structures that aren't there. And, uh, you know, so. People, people. I don't, I don't care how, you know, if it, if it feels like, oh yeah, this is not important, not important. No, it's important. I think that's part of the, part of the plan, is, is to get us off our sacred purpose. That's, that's the whole thing. We don't see ourselves as, as powerful God beings. We're not inspiring people. We're not creating. You know, as soon as you're creating, you see yourself as creator.
1: Exactly, and you start reinforcing that belief, and you create more and the more you do that the more power you take away from those who are trying to control you so Excellent. yeah it's it's all about this distraction constantly you know and they do that by creating chaos everywhere mm-hmm. because then the order that comes out of it is the order that they choose and not us
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. you know i have to i have to say this you know whoever's orchestrating this whether the devil is real or not uh, you have to admit it is a brilliant and very effective plan
0: mm-hmm. Totally so. genius. Like, yeah, it's a high place to be able to appreciate. Wow, I wish we had that kind of, uh, you know, multifaceted, multi-angled uh, plan that could come at us from every possible thing that matters to us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating. We, we have that capacity, too. It's not not for for evil, nefarious purposes, but that's all borrowed energy as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's very wise. You're a wise. You are a wise man.
1: <laughs> well thank you glad, i do what i can i'm glad you,
0: I'm glad your people have you yeah evil genius yeah exactly Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well uh is there anything that you feel like you would say there are people in um i feel like they're coming out of the woodwork right now people that are like oh my god i have a message i need to start talking to people i need to st- start spreading it whether they're the young King heroes looking for their courage, or sometimes it's about starting again, getting to the end of one rope and needing to reach for the next one. What would you give by way of advice about that to those people?
1: Well, nope, no pressure. Um, yeah, no, problem. <laughs> you know, it's, it's difficult because we all come into this in, in our own different ways. I mean, when, when I got into, you know, this type of activism and doing Goldbusters, I, never in a million years had the intention of this happening um the way that it happened is that you know i started following flat earth and then i uh, came across this guy named jaronism and uh, really liked his stuff and he was looking for a laser one day and i said hey i want to help him out with this experiment and uh so i bought him a laser and i sent it to him and you know thinking that yeah that's how i want to help out I, you know i can financially afford stuff like this he needs the laser. He wants to go out and do this. I'm going to help him out on it, and uh, I did that. And then it kind of s- sparked off a, you know, some discussions between he and I. And then after that, we came very, you know, we, we just really became really good friends. And so uh, one day he said, "Hey Bob, I'm going to go live, and I'm just going to see if I can answer some questions about flat Earth. And since you seem to know a lot about this, you know, because he recognized, you know, all the things that I had been studying." And didn't know why at the time he seemed to recognize that and he said so why don't you come on with me and let's answer some questions and after that first episode um, it was amazing because we you know we kind of found a niche um, we we found that we really resonated well with each other we played off each other very well and you know people started asking for us to do it more and more and more so i guess i kind of just fell into it but i guess one thing that I did notice while I was doing that is I was always very concerned as to how I was coming across. I never wanted to come across as, you know, like someone that that, you know, like I knew it all and and somebody else didn't or I just didn't want to come across wrong, you know, and and there's a million ways you can easily do that. Um, And so I was always listening back to the shows and I don't really do that much anymore, but I'd always listen back to the shows trying to find ways where I could come across better, right? Um, and that's that was just kind of my way of improving on my own uh, abilities because you know I looked at Jaron and he was like, you know, I wasn't worthy. I, I looked at Jaron like he was just so incredibly amazing, and how the words just flowed, you know, flowed out of him so incredibly well. And he was really a role model for me to to watch him and how he did things. So. I really tried to emulate him in a lot of ways. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But in doing that, I kind of found myself. I found my own way and my own, uh, you know, way to do things and present Globusters. And then after that, I wound up taking over Globusters. And, and uh, you know, here it is today, which is kind of cool. But the bottom line is is really the only person that you're really ever going up against is yourself. and. I think people really need to understand that it's it's not about getting you know it was never about getting better than jaron um it was about working on me and how does bob Nodell get better right and that's kind of the approach that i took and i think that it really worked for me and i think it works for anybody if they're honest and and the way they want to handle you know taking on becoming a truth seeker Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's amazing because mentors are are on the hero's journey that's that's a given and it's usually just when you hit that place of like, oh my God, I, I can't do this or I'm blocked, it's hopeless. That's when the mentor shows up in whatever yes. form. It might be the perfect book, it might be a, a friend, it might be a, somebody that just decides to, to mentor you. It might be somebody that you hire to, to be in that role in your life, but there are going to be people that have gone through that door and, and you know emulate the thing that you want and you can see yourself inside them, whereas otherwise there might be no frame of reference for that whatsoever. If you've never done it before, you might not see yourself doing it, but uh, but you can go that way through other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, it just so happened that, that you know, along came Jern and inspired me to do something that I never thought of myself or ever even being able to do. I mean, before I mean, my way of activism before um, I got into flat Earth was I was very active in in like the chats, the text chats, right? I, a lot of the forums and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you know that worked for me because I'm a pretty good writer and and you know I, I'm pretty good at debate, um, even though I don't really do debate now, but I am actually quite good at it, um, and you know that's I used the power of the pen, you know, because I was good doing it that way, so. You know like i said you just never know if you're going to be good at something until you actually try it you know mm-hmm. and it you know and jaron kind of brought that out in me and i'm kind of you know forever grateful to him for that so
0: i love that message and it's a very hard one i notice with my clients going through it and uh, maybe they look at me i've been doing this for 20 years you know so it's it's a lot it's a lot and uh, it, i've had a chance to make all, not all the mistakes. I'm sure I'm going to make more mistakes. I'll find new ones, but uh, you know it, it. It adds up. It is cumulative. When you stick with something and you just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, and then they're faced with with their beginning. And it's not their beginning. They've lived a whole life and they've got experience, but they might be blind to it because of the programming and the fear and everything that we're we're in but there's no way around it. Again, warrior energy. You have to, it's, it's one brick at a time. And, and really the, the teaching, what you said, it's the doing, it's the actual doing that, that is going to show up for you. That's how my dad trained me in business. I was, I was ready to go off and and do a degree in business. And he's like, don't do that. I will train you. I will pay you to do it. And he just basically threw me into the role And I got to very humbly, you know, make mistakes lifetime while I was being paid, not just by his company, but by the clients. And did I learn fast? Yes. (laughs) Really fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I get that totally. And, you know, I don't know how much you wanted to be in the business, you know, before that. But, you know, I always was interested in electronics and technical things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved I love my jobs as an engineer. I've worked for some of the biggest you know, um, technical companies in the world, you know, Western Telecommunications, Pacific Telesis, Lockheed Martin, um, you know, a pretty large list. And I really, really liked the work that I did um, until ultimately I decided one day to start my own company in IT and uh, did that for 21 years. And then of course, when we moved out here, um, here I am reset again. Now I'm going now, oh, what am I going to do, you know? because it's kind of nice to be a little bit semi-retired but um i can't just stop you know and um, i i still want to keep going with my my true seeking but i also feel like if i'm not doing something to kind of earn a decent living or at least somewhat of a living um i i don't feel complete so that's mm-hmm. kind of my next challenge that i have coming up for me right now is what am i going to do next and i think probably what it's going to be is i'm going to go back into computers because Um, I'm one of those lucky people that has a son that is, you know, kind of a prodigy uh, when it comes to computers. My son, Jared, is absolutely amazing. And uh, he's a little bit scatterbrained on other things, and he's not real good at at management and organization. But, you know, I am. So I think that um, I can utilize his talents. And, you know, if he and I go into business together, it's always been kind of a dream. You know, lots of dads want to go into business with their sons and, uh, you know, kind of utilize that talent and also set him up to make a good living, you know, and working for himself, because I have to tell you that even though I really liked working for all those big corporations, um, there was nothing better than owning my own business for over 20 years and being my own boss. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just nothing better than that. And that's a great gift. I want to be able to give to my son. So,
0: you know, it's a huge step towards freedom and it never puts anyone down that has a job because that's the world we live in but when you step out you know that, that uh, covid in a way did not didn't affect me that way because i'd already set the standard for how i work and i have the ability say say that standard didn't didn't work i could immediately pivot i i could make a new change i could i could make a turn and nobody could tell me not to do it Right. As soon as I get an urge up and out of me, I can follow that urge. I have creative freedom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah. And so, you know, and again, it's a little scary because it's like the whole notion of, you know, starting a business from the ground, you know, building it based, there's a lot of work. It really is.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But I think it will kind of get me back into action again because, you know, honestly, the last year I haven't done much of anything, um, <laughs> uh, you know, because of all the move and the COVID and all the stuff. And, you know, uh, the most I did was I set up a lot of my clients to work remotely. But, uh, you know, other than that, I haven't done a whole lot. And uh, it's it's easy to get into that and say, well, you know, this is kind of nice. I don't know if I want to do anything anymore. But then you just then, then I find myself kind of sitting around the house going, okay, what am I going to do? And, then I'm bored, and it's like, okay, now, now I've kind of gotten used to not doing anything, and I have to put myself through. Now I got to kick myself in the butt to do something, you know. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, oh. but you know, you do it to yourself, right? You always do it to yourself. So you,
0: yeah, it's way more fun when you do it to yourself.
1: Yeah. Otherwise
0: li- life is going to come and give you that kick. If you don't give it to yourself, that's how it goes. That's my life exactly. is a cautionary tale. I did nothing and I got the big kick. So that's very brave of you to take that on and know, know that. And, and, you know, I, I've been saying this over and over again, but the difference between the timing that is chronos, it's not timing at all. It's time that in position where there's a, a beginning and a start and and then it's over compared to the, the natural world we live in, which is there's no there's no actual like when you get to the end you're at the beginning. and it's it's just a, a question of, of keep going. So even the concept of retirement to me is is false somewhere. like of course people should rest and maybe have the fruit of their labor and an enjoyable life. but I don't think you will be able to escape that whatever however it, Manifest as boredom or as some kind of dissatisfaction, even if you have everything and you have all the love in the world and you have the that your needs are met and your family's all okay, it still won't be enough. Purpose will always invite you to spiral up, <laughs> somebody just said in the chat <laughs> exactly. It, it, that's how life goes. Hmm. And uh, I've said this before, I don't know if on a stream or not, but there was a time when. I was uh, working with a, uh, a partner, not a client, and this time I won't see a client, but I was down with a flu, and I was really feeling like death, but I decided to work with my partner anyway, and I was able to help him from that place. And I came away with, with so much confidence in myself that I can do this on my deathbed, right? I never, I never have to actually give this up or say, oh, it's enough, and I'm finished, this, this, is, this is in me to be done, and I will do it my whole life.
1: Right. Yep. I hear you. Yep. Very good. And, you know, with computers, uh, I saw somebody say, if you don't use it, uh, you lose it. And, you know, in computers, that is especially true because, you know, technology, computers in general, is a field that moves so fast. I mean, every day, some new technology and some major change is coming out. And, uh, you know, I watch my son, Jaron. And the way he whizzes through it, handles it all effortlessly. And, you know, me, I just turned 60, um, you know, last week. And it's like, for me, it's like, ooh, it's getting a little more difficult. You know, the old brain just isn't the way, you know, it doesn't work the way it used to, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. You're a Scorpio too?
1: I am a Scorpio too. Oh, double
0: Scorpio. See, there was some kind of alignment (laughs) going on here today. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, I've loved our conversation. Uh, Bob, it's been really a pleasure to host you. I knew it would come sooner or later. And, uh, and Cami, thank you for connecting us up by email. And I had to try twice. I finally realized you weren't getting back to me just because you hadn't got that email. So that was good to know.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um,
0: but I'm a good stalker. I don't give up. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, for what it's worth, Patricia Steer had exactly the same issue for some reason. She said she had been trying to contact me and I'm like, really i d- didn't receive anything so um i guess that kind of happens so but stick with it and it happens so there you go exactly
0: any parting message or words that you'd like to share or anything about yourself that you've got coming up self-promotion of any kind always
1: welcome um you know not a whole lot just you know i'm keeping keeping Globusters going um i i do toy with the idea of maybe doing more shows but uh um you know, it's something that's in the back of the my, my mind and it may happen, but uh, for now, I'm just gonna kind of stick to the Sunday Globusters. And, uh, you know, other than that, I'm just gonna go on and keep doing me and, and uh, enjoy being part of this community. So thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Totally my pleasure. And we'll get uh, Ocean having his little two, two cents worth, always a little purr in the, <laughs> purr in the mic. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go off and have a little birthday celebration with my son. He's uh, going to have dinner with me. woo It's amazing. He's like, it's my birthday, dude. You have to have dinner with me. (laughs) And I love you so much, you guys. Thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure. I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for all of the the good wishes in the chat. I've appreciated that and enjoyed it very much. I will go back with a a tea later and uh, savor them one at a time.
1: Thanks, everybody.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye-bye.